Welcome to Elevate with V, a nurturing and collaborative community with the mission of empowering you to overcome challenges and to live your most extraordinary life. I'm your host, V, and through my own healing and transformational journey, I've encountered a wide variety of healers who have all in their own way shared one universal message, that every storm has a silver lining. Join me in each episode as I engage in meaningful conversations to empower us to transform our darkness into purposeful light. On this podcast, we elevate. So let us journey together and be lifted up to our greatest potential. Welcome everyone to Elevate with V. I'm so excited to be here with everyone. The podcast was inspired by my own healing journey. I aspire to share amazing healers and coaches to help us each elevate on our journey so we can keep aligning with our soul's calling and gifts. I can't wait to introduce my guest today, Todd Medina. He is a blogger, a writer, a speaker, an artist, broadcaster, a co-collaborator of the Soulogy platform. So I was introduced to his channel in May of 2022, and then I actually reached out to him in August because I was going to be going to Sedona. So I was super excited with the thought that I was actually going to get a chance to meet up with him. It didn't happen, but that's okay. What was nice is in addition to listening to all of his amazing programming, I've had the opportunity to join him a couple of times during his open life sessions, which are always fun because... Whoever's around joins in and it always ends up being like this amazing conversation. So I just wanted to say to you, Todd, that I absolutely love your energy, your authenticity, and your genuineness. You have this warmth and openness and a generosity of spirit. I love the ease with which you are able to connect with people and have them share their stories and experiences. And you have so many amazing gifts, which we will get into a little bit today. And I know there are many wonderful things that are brewing that hopefully you will share with us today. So welcome, Todd. Thank you. Thank you. And just so everyone knows, Todd is also very humble. When I asked him for his bio, he literally wrote like two lines. I'm like, Todd, there's so much more to you, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it when we do our interview. So, <laughs> so excited <laughs> to have you here with me today. So um, I, like I mentioned, this podcast is all about healing stories journeys. And so I wanted to ask you, um, what kind of led you into your healing journey? What event or events kind of took you onto that path? Okay, well, um, you know, just a lot of things. Uh, It coincided with 2012. I mean, it was officially May 30th, 2011. But I think it was uh, uh, you know, without going into all the details and circumstances and story, it was a tremendous amount. I think a lot of people were probably in the same mode, regardless of the length of time, uh, some around that time, some 10 years before, some two or three years later, but uh, mental, emotional, some physical. Um, it was like I was spiritually getting, I was always spiritually connected. Um, that was never not a part of my every waking moment, you know, in so many words, you know, um, but everything was unraveling. And then it just kind of popped open. And when it popped open, I thought about it for a few weeks and then I did have options, but I chose to go onto the streets and figure it out. So I, I, I went, I guess, technically homeless for a couple of years and, um, uh, spent a lot of time on the streets and a lot of time in a constant communion and a lot of walking. I walked a lot every day. Um, and so, you know, it was just basically a, uh, you know, revelation, series of epiphanies, awakening, expansion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I call it the brutal honesty of the soul. And I, I, kind of came out of it or evolved through it, uh, becoming responsible to my conscious awareness's capability of everything in my life that I knew about, 
every circumstance, every consequence, the situation I was in, the things that had happened, the highs, the lows, um, more importantly. Uh, and with that, uh, really from the beginning and walking, I think, you know, I was 49, 50 years old. I'd had chronic back problems for 12 years, which were kind of like, you know, leveled off for a few years uh, as I'd lost some weight. But um, there was this physical, um, I guess you're using the word healing, and I guess that's the right word in this in this uh, conversation, uh, that seemed to be in alignment with it um, and so many other things. But if we're talking healing, I would just say things were aligning outside of my, you might say outside of my physical body, energetically, my different bodies, things I didn't know then that I might know now. And that kind of like bringing up the tail end of it was my physical body because I was doing things in my fifties that I hadn't done for 30 years. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of how it started. That was in uh, summer of 2011. It kind of all culminated started having like divine episodes and apparitions and out of bodies and, um, you know, working in the uh, astrals uh, by the universe's invitation. And, you know, just a lot of stuff. Everybody has these pretty miraculous things. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't think they are. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> wow. So let me, Kind of, first of all, thank you for sharing. I mean, you know, that's, uh, I don't know how many people go through the experience. I'm sure the numbers are quite high for people who do end up becoming homeless. And, um, you know, because there are a lot of people who listen to this who are familiar with like spiritual journeys and healing, um, it's almost like your soul planned for you to go through that experience for a reason. And you, said that you were actually pretty tapped in spiritually from like, was it pretty much since you were a kid? Like, did you always feel that you were somehow connected or to spirit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I think when you're a kid, um, although, you know, like many of us, I can't recall everything that happened back then, especially from the things that were not given attention to by our parents and ourselves, uh, ultimately. Um, and we move away from um, what we were just coming from, basically. But I, d I always do remember, like from my first memory, uh, actually was at about a year and a half year, years old. I was, uh, we were moving out of a, an apartment and moving somewhere else. And, uh, and I remember that day very distinctly. And I remember there being uh, like a tone or tones, like a cicada, universal cicada. Uh, something like that uh rhythm uh and i remember there being a certain pixelation um to my world um and a certain presence that was me and that i guess has never left but i think there were times when the the uh, uh the this <laughs> the human the the, this aspect uh, uh, I think you know at times would lose it uh, lose a connection or it wouldn't be as strong but really really through the highs and the lows and through it all it was a constant it was a constant dialogue uh, with myself I guess wow so did you have any support from your family? Did you keep this to yourself? Or were you always like, okay, I know there's something a little different about me, but did you feel kind of comfortable sharing or were you kind of just on your own kind of journey for a long part of your childhood? No, it was, uh, I, you know, I'm Hispanic. I come from South Texas. We, have, we had a, a lot of family roots in the town, big, big family. My, my father's family had seven kids. My mother's was three. Uh, but the families were very entrenched in the community for many, many, you know, a few generations at a minimum. So um, there was a, a lot of that culture. It was very Catholic, very conservative, very Roman Catholic. Um, so as I was indoctrinated, you know, and as I was, you know, 
journeying along and I started to become more, uh, you know, indoctrinated into the things that, that, you know, school and religion and such. I went, I went to church and uh, I still like to go into a Catholic church because they're uh, because of the atmosphere. Maybe it's just because of my own journey or something, but I've always felt it's the silence. Um, and the, you know, that part of it, I can't really, you know, but, um, so when I went there, I was serious. I listened. I didn't jump into it with both feet. I always had this other conversation going on with, uh, Jesus or whoever was in the golden little, uh, temple thing behind the priest on the back of the altar. And I had conversations with all the different icons that were in the church, Mother Mary, and, and so on. So um, I don't think that's something, you know, I would bring home the prayer cards and I'd put them on my my dresser and I would give sermons and I'd do it in the backyard. But my family really didn't know that. I'm sure as, you know, parents of my kid my, might have been aware of it, and that would have been a good thing, right? But I think, um, you know, once I got to be uh, eight or nine, uh, my father remarried. Uh, she was um, Southern Baptist. I got to go to Baptist churches where people were like singing and talking. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> it was a very social atmosphere. I went to a couple of black churches with a couple of friends, it was, which was really amazing, uh, actually. Uh, the singing and, and just the, the uh, celebration of life and, and of just a moment in time where, hey, we're all the same. <laughs> you know what? Be humble. And then you go back to, you know, living. And I guess the Catholics kind of did that too, because they'd go to confession and, and think their sins were wiped away or whatever. But anyway, uh, so, I, you know, once I had a little, you know, diversity with that and I got into my high school years. Um, yeah. Any night I, I partied a lot when I was a kid, you know, I was, I was driving at 15, I was working at 15. I was out a lot and uh, I, I prayed all the time. You know, if I was going to go party, um, it's probably not something I should be saying. But, you know, I always wanted to be the one driving because, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm not saying I should have been sometimes, but I was a kid and there's no excuse. But uh, I just knew I, I was watching that part of it. It was weird. And I actually had a couple of little divine episodes, uh, like with a giant hand. When I was a kid on a bicycle, same thing happened to me when I was 16 in, in a van full of guys drinking beer, driving down the road. Um, yeah, so it, it was a very, always a very uh, personal thing above all else. And uh, through the highs and through the lows, and then I, you know, got married and went into the business world and got divorced and, you know, things just kept going on and on. A lot of different experiences, but yeah. Uh, I would say in the years, uh, yeah, I always was reading. I had about three different libraries, really four. The last one was really small. Um, I had certain books that I really, really liked that I that I really had around me all day, every day for, you know, I'd say probably 10, 15 years. Um, and so, yeah, it was always personal. And I could feel something coming. So whenever the 2011 period came, um, I wasn't surprised. In a weird way, I just, it was like the game on, uh, or I'm nuts. <laughs> so would that be like how you were so kind of going back to how you said there were a couple of experiences where, you know, you, like you said, you felt like a hand or some sort of protection, like you always knew that there was some sort of protection around you. Is that kind of what you were sharing? It's like, if something was going to happen, that you sensed that something was actually there to protect you from something bad happening. Well, I mean, from a young age, I, I would just say through my personal intention and the personal expressions that I would send to the universe, if you want to put it in that language, through my thoughts and, and you know, that dialogue that, that we have within um, and where I was at, you know. Um, so when I was a kid, I had what I would call nightmares for, for a long time, uh, you know, through my younger ages, maybe up till seven, eight, I, I don't know, maybe even longer. Like, and I know for sure, you know, totally stopped like around 21 or 22. But in those early years, it was a lot of, uh, as I look back now, I'm, a, I'm assuming fresh, recent kind of past lives involved a lot of gargoyles, a lot of reptilians, a lot of weird looking things, a lot of crazy shit going on, excuse my French. 
<laughs> and uh, shifts. And uh, so I would, I had a relationship with angels, guardian angel, uh, kind of guardian angel team, I would say. And uh, Mary, Mother Mary and, and uh, Jesus and some uh, Joseph. I mean, so I, I kind of like, um, constructed my, <laughs> you know, my, my field, uh, you know, my perimeter. And, uh, and so that was always there. Uh, the two incidents that happened and the reason they, they stayed with me is because they both basically occurred the same way, felt the same way. Uh, but one was on a bicycle. It's probably seven years old, six years old. And one was in a van, you know, with a busload of guys drinking beer. And uh, in both cases, I was about to be hit very hard. And in both cases, I felt, and I guess third eye could see, a big hand pick me up and move me over, literally. Um, so that stayed with me. And I'm sure there was a few other things here and there, thing, and many things. I remember sitting in a tree and you know somebody was talking to me. And, and later on, when I reawoke after 2011, that came back to me, but uh, so I always felt like the magic was around me, and I had some things that were occurring in the the months preceding up to this this wake up that were you know I didn't look at it at the time because there was so much stress in my life, but like they were signs, they were like physical signs, like almost like well they were virtually paranormal. So um, when the the I guess the thing happened, it happened very suddenly. Uh, and uh, basically what happened was I was in my backyard, it, and this is 1.11 in the morning, not even knowing the significance of 1.11 and all that. And I had a, a major apparition at that time, from my perspective, appear in the trees. And it was the face of the cosmic Jesus, right? And we had a conversation, and it was it was you know, short, and it was, it was a, a huge download. And so that, you know, for some reason wasn't, I guess, maybe to kind of connect it all. It wasn't something that surprised me. Uh, but if you were just reading a story, it's crazy. Like, it's profound. And then after that, especially in the first seven months, um, even though very intensely through most of that two years, but the first seven months, there was a lot of divine episodes. A lot of things happened. Angels and devils. Wow. All divine, All divine though. That's amazing. Well, and I think what's beautiful and what you're sharing is, you know, you were always kind of open because you were so connected from like when you were a kid. So, you know, for some people, if that happened, they could have like freaked out or just run back in and be like, what the heck did I just see? You know, you did have an ease and comfort and an openness, which is probably why I think more things uh, were being shown uh, to you because you're in that state of openness. And that's beautiful. That's I. Yeah, that's a beautiful experience or experiences. And so kind of coming back to when you were sharing about the homelessness, since you were so connected, did you have any questions when you were encountering that? Because you said it was for quite a few years. Was there sort of a, well, why is this happening? What What's the reasoning? Or were you just in complete faith and, and <laughs> surrender? <laughs> well, uh that's a good question. I was in complete faith. I've always been in complete faith. I've never not had faith. In fact, the night that uh, May 30th at 111 in the morning in 2011, um, what happened was, and I'm just going to tell the story because, because you'll, you understand. Um, I looked at what was appearing and it was very clear and distinct. And, I knew it was like, you know, I look at it now that that was an apparition for my higher self. I projected that out there, but it doesn't matter because it's all the same thing. And uh, I looked up at the face of, you know, again, take my perspective from at the time. I look up at the face of what is clearly Jesus. And we obviously know each other and he's laughing. And I said, uh, 
why are you laughing? What's going on? I said, what's going on? And he said, why are you so worried? I've been standing over your family for two and a half years. And um, two and a half years earlier, my wife at the time had eaten a downed a bottle of Tylenol PMs, and it was a whole other incident I could talk, you know, a lot of spiritual stuff in that. Um, and I and when he when he said that, I just uh felt like this wave, really plasma, you know, heavy, you know wave go from head to foot and i i said oh yeah <laughs> and then i looked back up at him and he was laughing harder and he said um and i said what's up with that and he said well you're the one of the unshakable faith we're going to find out uh tomorrow your life's going to flip upside down and it did um so the faith uh was always there and i was given signs I was given direct communication, like many people. You know, it's all different for everybody. But you know, in that period of time when you're really getting jolted, you mentioned the soul. I, I believe. Well, I know. I know me. I know my soul. My soul said, "Let's get this done up front." <clears throat> you know, and we just passed the ten year mark officially. You know, December twenty first, twenty twenty two, or you know, for the you know what I mean. Uh, but. Um, so yeah, that that was always there, and I was, I guess, very open to uh, what was happening. I'd had I had a couple of Kundalini experiences when I was in my twenties, when I was really first getting into this, twenty three, twenty four. I had in the books, the, you know, I was really breathing exercises, meditation, visualization, the whole nine yards. Um, and so when um, so okay, so when this happened. I forgot where I was at. <laughs> I forgot where I was at. No worries. Yeah, you were just kind of sharing how oh. these. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So when I went out there, I did have faith, and and it was something that maybe one day I'll write about because I can't explain it to, the, to even to this day. I couldn't. I'd have to. I'd have to just devote myself to it for a hundred days or whatever. It would literally. Because it was a living dimensional experience. There was a there was there was there was lesser veils or no veil uh off and on in flashes for a long period of time. And the first seven months was the most concentrated and the and the in the first uh and I'd say the next uh probably no, I'd say the first 12 to 14 months were very concentrated. Like it was daily demons, daily angels, daily uh, apparition, uh, daily voices. I mean, you asked me if uh, my family supported it. Of course, obviously, you could see the story when I was younger. But um, yeah, as I got older, everything blew up. So I was absolutely insane to them. And to many of them, I still am. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is really interesting because part of when you're sharing about all of these experiences, I mean, it sounds like that's kind of the plan to just kind of slow you down and have you just focus so you could have almost like this very compressed experience where all of this stuff could like happen. So your soul could like evolve and grow and all of these things. Um, and it probably wouldn't have been possible if you were like tied up doing like 20 different things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. One of the one of the other ones I'll tell you real quick, because you know, I'm not one to really I don't know. But um so right after right right before I six weeks in the house in solitude, uh listening to music all day long for six weeks, contemplating, knowing what I was about to go do. You know, somehow my soul knew it, my human was knew it, but it was you know. Let's party for six weeks in solitude, and because uh, everybody was gone, everything was gone, my whole world was gone. So, um, uh, it, it was. I was fortunate, be for some reason, and, and I guess in those six weeks, I was really embedding it. And from the moment I stepped out, like literally, uh, I was getting direct messages of of multi. Uh, in multiple types of ways uh, that were 
that were well for me you know i can only you know speak from my own experience that were simply profound and and biblical and that pace remained for about 14 months and, and it never went away but it was it was quite extensive and wild and crazy it really was wow so were you in trust when you were going through that phase when um you were kind of on the streets like you just trusted the universe that you'd be taken care of through it yeah well uh i mean there was like i said i was very blessed or whatever to have very direct messages and um so i can remember and, and again i consider these all divine uh, my definition of divine episode might not be somebody else's but these were all divine i recognize them as divine episodes the guides i had were of a biblical nature or a biblical flavor let's say um some of most of them and um yeah and, and the earth was involved i mean i had uh three spirit guides that that are relatives of mine from lives that I was given memories of and, you know, specific memories and, and this whole storyline. Um, I forgot what you asked me. <laughs> no, I was just asking that you were in complete trust when you were like on the streets for that period of time. So yeah. That- yeah. Well, yeah. And, and okay. I'm sorry. Thank you for reconnecting me, <laughs> but you know, it, it wasn't, like I said, they were very direct. So I'm walking the streets literally in the first few nights and pulling my everything with me and i'm in a park and uh, i heard just understand that anything you've ever done thought said everyone will know and I kind of like my heart dropped for a second because I've led a pretty wild life up to that point, you know. And um, uh, and then I realized what it was saying, that everyone will know about everything. And this huge, oh, yeah, remembrance or something like that. And then the other one, I think, might have been the same night. It was kind of like, hey, you know what's going on here. You are so. I said, yeah, I know. I've always known this. And I, now I'm looking at the world, uh, I guess, and not to take anything away from it, because I, I think life itself is 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 it. So whether you're in the middle of a hologram or a simulation or whatever the case is, you're conscious and, and that's life, um, regardless of what you might have turned off in your multidimensionality or not. It makes no difference. Um but yeah, I would I, from you know I would be walking around at night and I'd look up and and I'm in a, a simulation, I'm in a video game, um, and it's much more than it seems. Wow! So, are you thinking at some point you're going to write a book? Have you written a book about just that period of your life, or it just sounds so fascinating? Um. I like I said earlier, I you know, I think the day will come, maybe. You know, a lot of the intel I've received over the last 10 or 11 years, you know, we all have our specificities. And mine's mine is about producing, drawing in um energies, uh adding frequencies to so never expanding vibration. <laughs> That's what I always say at Soulogy. Uh and putting them out remixing them uh integrating them putting them out in the highest band of frequencies that you you know intend and can into your abilities but also to find the smoothest you know most harmonious ways to do that and they're always being remixed and new ones coming all right so I forgot again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're good, Todd. No, that's perfect. Um, and that's a perfect segue for us to kind of now move into a little bit of like, you know, what you've created, this beautiful platform. I'd love for you to share, uh, Sology, like how it came about and, you know, what your vision was. And, you know, if we can get into that a little bit, it would be great for people to learn more. Um. Now, now I realize what's happening here. I'm used to being the one that's sitting in that chair. That, now I know how all my guests feel. Oh, I was so nervous. Now I'm not nervous, but I'm like it's it's a different uh, rhythm. Um, well, Sology uh, is the same thing. Sology came in that second seven month period, and uh, um, it came directly. Uh, again, it was just a like a second half of what I call the spirit walk, you know, it was two years, but I, but I'd say the first 14 months was like seven months, spirit walk, two week, three week break, seven months, spirit walk. So it came through in the same divine communication uh, methods that had been occurring. It, it fit with um, uh, what had been happening the previous seven months. So it really wasn't, it was something that, it's a word that I always knew. So when it was given to me and I said, what is it? And I said, and I heard the other side of truth and, and that's it, <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's a big, you know what I mean? So, but it was, but it was always, so I just followed it. You know, it was, some of it was intuitive. It wasn't really, you know, it really was just very organic. What do I do? Uh, you know, I didn't really use Facebook. Okay, I'll start a Facebook group, and then it just starts there. And um, but you know, I don't. I think as we get further along the road, uh, and so I'll just speak in the context of Sology. But I think as we get further along the road, we're going to realize we cannot tell our story in a linear fashion. That's one of the illusions of this of this simulation of this matrix. So. The reality is that Morgan Lee, and I didn't know her, in 2008, I think, maybe nine, uh, she put, you know, she had been connected about 10 years, and she put out a prayer to the universe. And she said, now that I got all this stuff, and you give me all this information, it's going to be coming in 10 years, and the world's going to be, you know, we're all going to be awake. Um, I'd love to find a place or create a place where a platform, I think is the word she used, a platform where people can come and share their skills, abilities, and their stories. So in 2012, on her birthday, <laughs> when I still didn't know her, uh, I was given the name and started the group. Also, something I didn't know, I still didn't know her, and that I didn't know till later when it came up on Facebook Memories, Sology One Studios, the artistic offspring of Sology, was <laughs> was given to me on on her birthday in 2014, two years after Sology. Uh, so it's significant uh, because I went into Sology, and I was told by the Sology team very very emphatically every single day it's not about you it's not about you so that's always been a mantra it's taken on higher and higher meanings to me as time's going on what i didn't know was that it was obviously non-linear non-linearly uh conceived before um and so Eventually, we connected in the physical in September of 2015, and then the story starts to unfold over time. You know, most of you know what I could tell you unfolded. Um, you know, we met in September 2015, probably through. It's still unfolding. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I'd say by 2019, she came in. That's when the show exploded. She said, if you're, we're going to do this, then let's do it. And I'm doing eight, nine shows a day for like a month or two months in the summer of 2018. We had a union ceremony, divine union ceremony. So, you know, I can tell the linear story, but energetically, we were also having visitations. We were shape-shifting with each other. 
You know, I know that sounds weird, but I'm talking about like, uh, and there's a reason I'm saying all this. Uh, we were instructed, you know, we both heard it. You know, we sit on, we kneel, kneel in front of each other on the bed. We don't talk about this till the next day and experience the same thing. We're looking at each other. We start seeing our DNA starts lighting up fluorescently in both, you know, and uh, then we start shape shifting. And what it was, was like a shared memory of many, 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 many lives and so on and so on. Um, you know, uh, another one we had was in Kauai. We were driven to Hawaii and we were there for 10 months, obviously doing a lot of grid work. You know, we're, we were there for many purposes. Uh, and of course, we, you don't know this a lot of the time where you're there and you're just hanging on for the ride. But uh, we had a connection where we had connected with uh, an original monad, let's, let's say second level. What I mean by that is you have a monad and then one of the extensions of that, there was 24 people. Um, we both uh, experienced it simultaneously as we laid in bed connecting. And it was uh, the last time we were conscious in the group in over 60 years. At the time, I was 58, 59. Um, that was the time that we met, or the last time we were in that monad, was when we agreed to come down here and do what, you know, in some parts is soldier. Right now, the importance of all that is, is that as Morgan and I uh, interacted, you know, virtually for 18 months, which is really by phone calls only. And uh, until she came over the first time. And then, of course, from there, the the balance of the masculine and the feminine uh, became the igniter. Uh, or the alignment of the physicality with what had already occurred. And so it continues to this day. And I've watched it. Uh, she's watched it. We've watched it. A lot of people have watched it. And it's evolved in, in, in over and over again. The power of the third energy is very much a, a prominent part of it, if not the biggest part of it. We're just caretakers, and many others are and will be. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of why you have to, you know, bring into um the conversation all those weird things that we talk about on on our shows uh because as long as we keep it on the shelf and in the weird department uh it's not going to take it, it will be impeded in its progress and taking on a physicality and and having uh and we're seeing a lot of evidence now but having uh that i don't say dominant um uh influence of the triad let's just say in our field uh, as individuals in a collective, but to be in harmony and be in its full strength and harmony, just as the divine feminine energy is, is, uh, has become. Wow. That was powerful. I got so many chills when you were kind of sharing about your journey with Morgan and um, yeah, that's so powerful. And I love what you were sharing about like how everything comes together and this very like multi-dimensional piece that doesn't get captured a lot of times like you said it's not linear the stuff is not linear and I think that's one of the reasons why I and a lot of other people love um the content that you produce and the people that you bring on because those are the things that we get to hear about that we don't necessarily get to hear about on a lot of other channels um so I love how that kind of ha has happened. And so how does it work in terms of people coming and sharing stories? Like, do you find people, do people reach out to you? Is it a very organic process? So all of the above. Okay. It's, it's especially now that, you know, the, the like I, I can't even, you know, I can't tell you. I mean, I got 60 texts probably right now. I probably got, it's, it's, yeah, you just do the best you can. But yeah, sometimes um, it just happens a lot of different ways. But now I um, I feel like that we're um, in one of those spots before another blast off. I think, you know, collectively, individually, but certainly it feels, you know, a lot of my experiences through Soulgy, obviously, I can feel it. Um so I, I don't really know what that looks like. I'm, I'm kind of seeing it come together now, which is just 
you know, doing your best <laughs> to answer everyone or touch everything and you can't do it. And just really relying on, like I had one today, somebody just wrote and said, I'd love to have a chat with you. That's pretty much what they said. They didn't say, you know, hey, I do this. I do. And I just wrote back and said, okay, what about these dates? Now, something in that short message felt resonant and I was willing to, you know, go for it. Uh, on a, you know, it might happen tomorrow and I, and I go right past it. Uh, a lot of the ones I look at, I haven't seen. I mean, they, they, they were written six weeks, two months, three months ago. So it's just a combination. Um, and, and it's, and it's been, uh, it was a little more challenging in the latter part of 2022. I think not just in scheduling shows, but probably for everybody, because <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, normal, not being there anymore. You know, I guess you could say from the human's eyes. So kind of like, and it makes sense to me too. You know, you think in the, um, you know, in the linear world, eight to five, get on the conveyor belt, do everything in order, have a rhythm, a rhythm and a discipline. But to me now, it's kind of moved towards waves. So I find that I work in a wave and then I go back and I do a few shows and then I have to do a bunch of, you know what I mean? So it's uh, comes in a lot of different ways and it's changing very rapidly. I just don't have an answer. <laughs> No, that was actually perfect. And, you know, it's really interesting because, um, you know, you pack in a lot of shows and content every day. I mean, it it feels like a lot. I mean, when you're talking about like who's doing like nine to five, I'm like, your schedule is pretty full in terms of the content that you bring in. So um, I know you're saying that things that kind of shift and evolve and you kind of just go with the flow, like it's your intuition, your guidance. What are you feeling is coming up next in what you're creating? Are you looking to create something new? Are you looking to add anything? What's kind of floating around these days? Well, I've been working on something for a long, long time, since 2018. And uh, most of it's been out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I know in the energetic, I know in the energetic field, it's already been done. Okay, so if you go back to that, whatever that prayer that Morgan Lee in Adelaide, Australia, put up in two thousand eight or two thousand nine, was uh, I'm totally convinced, based on a few of the things I just told you, and, and the general you know aspect of what I told you, that those things in those things were created that place was created through union through uh you know you might say holy conception you know this is the continuation of the trinity so uh since 2018 and really getting downloads specifically about the whole sology field since 2012 and, and, and with specificity from about 2014, um, energetically, we, it's happened. Uh, it's like a flower of life. I mean, so I see so many, I know so many groups, so many different people uh, gathering followings through the interactions, unions. I know so many unions. I think I counted like 26 one time. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, that's, all that matters. And there's a part of me that wants to see it in full physical uh, materialization. And uh, I know what it looks like. <laughs> I know what it would take. I know pretty much it can be done. Uh, I feel like it probably will be done, but uh, I'm also at a place now where, uh, and maybe it's after this 10 year period, you know, that 10 year from the 2012 December 21 till last year the same date uh a lot of i think what we're still seeking to do we've done and the humans catching up so i'm much more sensitive now as i think a lot of people are after this period and uh soldier is very important to me and i'd like to see that happen i'm not going to going to imbalance my lifestyle or alter my lifestyle or or um, deprioritize anything. Uh, my whole thing is convergence. So who do you want to be with? What do you want to do? What do you like doing? And put them all together. 
and that's kind of where I'm headed. But I'm, but I'm, I'm um, content that Soji is, you know, you might say it in, in a certain way, a done deal. I love that. That's amazing. And it is, it's just a very, it just has this energy of being really open and inviting. And just, I feel like when people come on and like I said, you know, kind of in the introduction that I think you just make people feel so comfortable. It's like wherever they're at is perfect. And they just get to share their experience and their stories and just get heard and listened to. And I think all of us um, that tune in, like really resonate with that because like you said, it's not a linear story or a journey. And so to be able to hear those components and pieces, it just kind of is really wonderful. And so I'm really excited to see what else is going to be happening. And um, I love that you are content in where you are at this point. And um, it was really interesting when I was inviting you to the show. It was almost sort of like, oh, my God, Todd is always on the other side interviewing people. And now I get to, like, interview him. So it's a different experience. (laughs) I know. It took me 30 minutes to remember what, you know, I was, I don't know what that was. But, yeah, I figured it out. (laughs) <laughs> you you sure did. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of this. Like I, the way that I do this podcast is very much a little bit like how you do it, where it's just very organic and we just go with the flow and yeah. um, everything is okay and everything is embraced. And I'm not trying to have anything be perfect. It's just about us being authentic, exchanging information. And I would love for more people to know about you and your beautiful channel. So I'm just so grateful that we've had a chance to connect today. And uh, before we kind of move towards the end of our uh, podcast session, I did want to ask, is there anything you'd like to share in terms of what you're feeling for, you know, either the energies or what's going on right now? We're kind of like, you know, towards the tail end of January, moving into February, if there's anything you'd like to share. Well, I think that the, you know, the best advice I've gotten, I'm around too many people to, uh, you know, dive into my own thing. <laughs> it's all the same anyway. But um, I think probably the the the, uh, the most accurate and the smartest thing uh, in my gut, uh, you know, my intuition and and you know also my reasoning has been something that uh, Morgan's talked about. Um, A lot of people have talked about it. She's talked about it in a certain vernacular, as has Ty Hudnall. And that's regarding the container, right? And they say we're all building our container. The two of them have been talking about this for a while. Morgan, for I know, for a few months. That we reach this period once we've gone through this this 10-year corridor and – everything has changed. And so we're building from the new, nothing can be constructed with a dualistic component. So it has to be in the Trinity energy. And we're just getting comfortable with what that is. It's a high, it's the perfect integrity, the perfect intention, perfect love, you know, and so on. Uh, And it's real. Um, But I think that, um, Part of the reason, like that, we're slow. Like we're not slowed down. I mean, we're kicking it pretty good now, uh, but it's still not full blown out. You know, totally wide open yet, because it's changing. It's soulology. It's changing for me. It's changing for you. I think a lot of people right now are in this kind of hibernation or incubation period. So, the gist of what they're saying is: build your container, take your time. Um, we're all coming out in, this, in March, and uh, how proficient and efficient and aligned that is is um, it's going to be rooted in um, you know our shadows, in the sense that uh, only our shadows would keep us from the highest percentile of the Trinity energy as possible. So. You know, it's that multifaceted, multidimensional within the human kind of new link up. <laughs> so I can't really, but I say, yeah, you're building your container. You know, that I'm still in their words. And and then mine would be for me, just my mantra right now is, is uh, 
as I, you know, go through my life and my human still uh, is both the parts of it that aren't coming, it's fading, and the parts that are staying that are in alignment with my soul are, are still talking. Um, I, I tell myself a few times throughout the day, um, time will not be a stressor. My relationship with time is changing. Uh, that's why, you know, I gave it the respect of telling the soldier story today. You know, time is not, not that it's not linear from our active consciousness, but it's not only linear. And, and so this is the world I think that we're stepping into. And, uh, I just try to keep that one stress off my life every day because it, it serves me so well. That's it. I love that. Thank you so much, Todd, for sharing that. Yeah, I think I too am in that place of, you know, all this sort of like time constraints that have been like, you know, all this conversation about time. And so I think it's now up to each of us, like how we choose to work with that. And, um, you know, I'm kind of working with it in my own way. But um, yeah, I just love what you're sharing in terms of like what you see and what you're feeling and that, you know, the focus is inwards and to make sure that we're doing all our work uh, so that we can be, you know, kind of like the best versions of ourselves um, in order to create and do all the things that we're looking to do. And I know that community is really important to you. I know it's really important to me. And I just see more of us connecting and doing things together. Like I just feel this energy of co-creation and collaboration. I feel that so strongly um, moving forward in this year. So um, it brings me so much joy that you said yes to join me and to make time to come and connect and to share your story and this beautiful platform uh, that I hope more and more people are going to join into. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me mm -hmm. today it's been wonderful and i'm so honored to have you and you know really really excited for all the programming that you continue to put out that i enjoy so much and i'm excited to share it with everybody that's tuning in today you're welcome and thank you i enjoyed it Wonderful. And uh, just so everyone knows, all of Todd's information will be in the bio section everywhere that this gets posted. So definitely tune in and um, I will catch everyone on the next episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of Elevate with V. I'm super grateful for your precious time that you take to listen to these episodes. I hope that there were some valuable insights and tools to map onto your own journey. If you think that this content would be valuable for somebody else that you know, I would greatly appreciate you sharing it. If you have been loving this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would follow, rate five stars, and leave an amazing review on Apple Podcasts, and please follow and rate five stars on Spotify. Higher ratings and great reviews allows this content to get out to more people. Let's support each other and elevate together. Thank you again for spending your time listening and tuning in each week. I look forward to catching you on the next episode.